Well, hello there. This is Mr. Tittles. And you know what I find quite humorous? As these mortals continue to worship a deity they know nothing of. <laughs> Welcome to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries, where our three investigators will be thrown into the mystery and madness of Arkham, Massachusetts, in the year 1921. I am your Mythos Master, Ariel, and today's interesting fact is, what Hogwarts house would you be in? Mine is Gryffindor. Gryffindor? Hi, I'm Aaron, and I play Trevor Montgomery. And I'd have to probably be the same house, Gryffindor, because reasons. Stealing my stuff. Samesies. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Mark. I'll be playing the character known as James Clarkson. And the Hogwarts house I would be in, I really don't know. Slytherin. <laughs> probably Ravenclaw. Ooh, that is another good one for you, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Daniel, I'm playing the parapsychologist Fred Lyons, and I would probably be in Hufflepuff because I'm probably not brave enough for Gryffindor <laughs> and not evil enough for Slytherin. I know they're not evil <laughs> necessarily, but so I'd probably be Hufflepuff for some reason. It was one time. <laughs> what? What? All right, let's get started. Where we last left off, Trevor had went and seen Father Davis, David, who had asked for his help with the children, seeing a horned beast and their nightmares, and Father David thinking that it was just teenagers playing a prank. And as Trevor walked out of the church... He had happened to notice a sigil carved into the last pew on the left. And we will pick up from there. So Trevor is going to head to our newest friend, Mr. Clarkson. Okay. So I'm going to drive down to the hotel that Mr. Clarkson is staying in. I'm going to go to his room and I'm going to rat a tat tat the door. Uh, yes, could you grab that for me, William? And you see a door open, Trevor. So I'm going to walk in and I'm just going to slam it down on the table. Uh, that's quite rude of you. I'm working at the moment. What is this? It appears to be a symbol of some kind. Yeah, we're going to have to put a hold on whatever we're trying to figure out with that book. Um, of course. Um, if you wish to roll an occult, you would need to roll an extreme. An extreme so that would be one-fifth. One-fifth. Alrighty. Nope. 
not at all. Damn it. Okay, you study the uh, crudely drawn picture of it, but mm. nothing seems to come to mind. Which way is the top and bottom of this thing? Oh, boy. I suppose you don't remember, do you? I do. I'm going to flip it over for him. Hmm. I'm afraid I still don't recognize it. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, I suppose... I should apologize for my abruptness, but uh, the uh, father asked me to look into something. Something to do with a flying horned beast. And Did you say a flying horned beast? Yes. Mm. Who else has seen one? Apparently the children and some of the other locals that go to the church. Because I seen one during the fireworks ex- display. I thought Perhaps my vision was playing tricks on me in the light, but if other people have seen it, then what I've seen has been confirmed. I don't know what it was, but I just caught a glimpse of it, whatever it is. <laughs> we do have one more person we may be able to take this to. And who would that be? Your dear friend, Miss Langdon. Oh, I would very much like to meet her. Well, then let's get in the car and go. Ah, yes. So we're going to head over to uh, Miss Langdon's house. He's going to grab his cane. Uh, He also grabs this long pipe off the top of his desk and a briefcase. Okay, you guys get in the car and you take off. A few minutes later, you arrive at Evelyn's mansion. You walk up to the door, knock on it. And the butler answers. He says again that he will see if she would like to receive visitors. Maybe a minute goes by and she answers the door. Why, hello, Trevor. You've brought someone new again. Yes, this is Mr. Clarkson. He is uh, visiting from out of town. In fact, over the pond. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. And she sticks her hand out for you to shake it. He'll uh, grab it and bow and, like, kiss her hand. Say, my lady, it is an honor to meet you. Oh, my. And then she kind of giggles. Well, please, come in. So we'll walk in. Are you here for some information? Business, yes. Okay. Right this way. And she takes you back through the sliding glass doors and you are in the backyard. And she says, okay, what can I help you with? I'm going to take the paper and hand it over to her. This was uh, found at the church. I would ask to investigate something recently by the father there and something to do with a horned beast. Oh my... She stares at it for a while, and you can see recognition across your face. You don't even need a roll for that one. And where did you say you saw this at? It was carved somewhere at the church. I believe a pew. Uh, which church? It was the West Church. The West Church. Oh, yes, with 
Father David. Correct? Yes. Huh. But yes, I do know this sigil. She just kind of stares off into space. Well, do tell. You got us all left in suspense here. That is the sigil of Nyarlathotep. Nyarlathotep. Uh, he's. Can I roll an, uh, an occult on that? Yes. Alrighty. Nope. 73 okay. or 45. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What were you asking about again, Trevor? The sigil. You said it's Nyarlathotep? Yes. He... Think of him as a messenger of the gods. Gods. Yes. These creatures, all of these creatures, they come from what they call the Eldridge Dimension. And there are gods there. Terrifying, horrible things that they are. And he happens to be like a messenger for them. But I would say it would have to be a cult of his or a cult of somebody that worships him, I should say. I don't think I've ever heard of one being in Arkham, though. Uh, beg your pardon. You, are you implying that the father is worshipping this being? Uh, not necessarily, no. I mean, it could be anybody. If it's just a sigil carved into a, a pew, it could have been anybody. And it could have been before. They've been around for a very, very long time. Hmm. Well, things just keep getting more interesting, didn't they, Mr. Clarkson? No, there's a lot more out there than you know, boy. <laughs> Believe me. Hmm. Anything else I can help you with? No, I think that'll be all. I appreciate your help. Well, you're quite welcome. We'll uh, see ourselves out. Okay. We'll begin to head towards the front door, unless you have something else, Mr. Ms. Clarkson. Langdon, it has been a privilege to see your home. It is quite lovely. Oh, thank you very much. It is a, a quaint little home, as it's massive. And <laughs> I would very much enjoy if I could take you out to dinner sometime in the near future, just to chat and get to know you a little better. Oh, well, that would be quite lovely. Thank you. Have a nice day. You as well. And as you two are walking towards the front door, you see the butler opening the front door and a man stepping through. He would be wearing a button-up shirt with his sleeves rolled up, a pair of slacks, a dark tan fedora and dual shoulder holsters with two pistols and 
that's what you see. And he kind of looks at both of you. Hey, uh, yo, Jeeves, what's, uh, what's the two slickers? They are friends of Evelyn, sir. Ah, fancy pants and even fancier pants. Hi. Well, I wouldn't quite call myself fancy pants. This is merely just something I wear during the day. Jeeves. You should take a few notes, because he does an awesome British accent. Um, I I do believe, sir, he is indeed British. From... Oh. Yes, Kensington. To be exact. London. England. Just kind of, kind of look between Jeeves and this new guy. Not to. Yeah, no, 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 no fucking clue. Right. Well, um, we must be going, sir. Mm. Have a good day. And... <clears throat> sir Kyle, this is uh, Mr. Clarkson. James Clarkson. Ah, yes. I apologize. James Clarkson. And this is an old friend of Evelyn's, Trevor Montgomery. It is a pleasure to meet you and your quite flavorful tongue. Mr. Montgomery is just going to kind of glare daggers to this guy yeah okay uh old friend yes huh I I merely just met Miss Langston today just a few moments ago exact so he's gonna kinda this new guy's gonna kinda cross his arms had a few questions for her about some Research we've been doing. Research? Yeah, it's mainly just some old, old things that popped up from history. She's a bit of a history buff, so am I, and so I kind of just had some questions about some old civilizations, is all. (laughs) Kyle then happens to notice a piece of paper in Trevor's hand. So, uh, pretty boys. The hell is that? Uh, nothing. It's just merely a, a an old sigil from the Incan civilization, ancient, long dead thing. And I'm gonna try to persuade my way out of this one. Okay. I'm just gonna shove it in my coat. None of your damn business. Forty-four under seventy. Okay, Kyle. Ten, <clears throat> stuttering a lot tonight. Kyle seems to believe what you're saying. Seems very reasonable to him. Yeah, stuffy shirt and dickhead McGee. Uh, <laughs> totally believe that you two would be total nerds for the Incas. So, it's you know, Clarkson, James Clarkson. Thank you. You hear a uh, door open from behind and you see you, you oh my god I can't talk tonight I'm sorry <laughs> you see Evelyn coming up behind 
Oh, Kyle, you're here. Yeah, just in time to meet your lovely friends. Oh, Kyle, could you just be a little nice? They're very good friends. Jeeves number two, I like. It's James Clarkson again, boy. This dickhead in the suit? Alright. He fucking throws some weird vibes off. Him I cannot speak for. This dickhead in the suit that you refer to can either be your best friend or your worst enemy, Mr. Draper. I suspect that you would rather the prior. I'm just going to shoot daggers into this guy. Kyle, Trevor is a dear friend of mine. Please be cordial. Yeah, all right. Clarkson? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Abel? Roll. Okay. James, roll a spot hit. Three under Ooh, 25. 3%. Okay, as you're standing there listening to those two go back and forth for a little bit, you notice on the guns and the shoulder holsters, there are weird sigils carved into it. And because you got a 3%, you recognize those as some of the symbols in the book. Or at least close to the symbols in the book. Can I do an occult check to see exactly what they are? If I've read exactly what they might be? You can, yes. That is an 11 under 45. Okay. One of the sigils do do look familiar. And you remember from when you were studying the book earlier... The word enchantment. But that's all that you can figure for now. Uh, Ms. Langston, um, I, I don't mean to be forward with anything, but is Mr. Draper familiar with history, so to say? Yes, yes he is. Ah! I'm not. I so, will talk to you about it later, Kyle. It seems we've gained another ally in this uh, soiree that uh, we are currently bouting. Soiree? I thought it was a history lesson. They know about the Eldritch. Oh. Yes, the sigil that we have is... um, Ms. Langston explained it. I'm sure she can catch you up. But basically it's for the herald of the gods of some kind. Or the gods. I've never heard of the, this herald. This yeah, that's Spanish to me. Heralds and <clears throat> gods and... I don't... Tittles. Tittles. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wait, do you, do you know this herald? Sort of, yes. Uh, sort of. He's, um... He's not on my good books right now. And if I get my fucking hands on him, 
I will wring his fucking neck and bleed him dry of every ounce of what makes him a god. So, yeah. What, uh, what exactly has he done? He has taken something that we could never get back. Oh. Well, that's most unfortunate. But, um... There is something... I, I must say, if you're both familiar with, um, at this point, we should just say the occult. Um, I did see, and several people have confirmed it, a winged beast on the night of the fireworks. And that's what I was trying to rack my brain about. Kyle, do you remember any winged beast? A horned one. I mean... We've seen winged beasts, but Never with horns. Uh, hang on. You guys see Kyle turn around and leave. Goes into a room. And comes back out with... Looks like files. Um, closest thing I got is a night gaunt. Yes, and they don't have horns, I don't think. Not according to the depiction I've got, no. So you mean to tell me that we have to rely, Ms. Langdon, I do apologize, on a movie actress and a half-cock P.I. to figure out what the hell this beast is? Boy, I'm uh, sorry... Mr. Montgomery, there are, there is more to people than just their everyday occupation. I'm sure Miss Langsden uh, funds Mr. Draper in his adventures of hunting down and eliminating these creatures. It seems so. I assume by the enchanted pistols you have that it is for that exact reason. Um, but just as I, I've studied the occult my in, my entire life. I, I, I mean, uh, I haven't actually came across anything definite. I've seen a few things, but nothing confirmed, really. This is all very new to me, but yet familiar on some um, playing field of some sort. But... Yeah, I mean, uh, there's more to people than just their occupation. Miss Langdon, I understand. She's always been a very intelligent person. I'm not terribly upset about Miss Langdon, so I said no offense to you. But it just throws me through a loop that we have to rely on such a dunce because he has fancy hand cannons. I assure you that those probably do more than anything you have. They probably do more than the rifle I have at my hotel. <laughs> and that thing is top of the line, downed an elephant two, not but two months ago. I'm quite tired of this meeting. Ms. Langdon, I appreciate your time. <clears throat> Mr. Draper, do learn some manners. Uh-huh. And he's just gonna kind of storm out the door. 
See you later, fucker! Ms. Langdon, again, lovely home, and thank you for your hospitality. And, um, again, I would very much love to uh, take you out to dinner and get to know you better and talk about uh, your movies sometime. Not in that way, Mr. Draper. I assume that you two are romantic. I can see by the look in your eye that... Yeah, yeah. Believe me, boy, it is not in my place to do that. Oh, no, definitely not. And besides, my mother would never approve of a Yankee woman. What did you call Evie? A Yankee woman. You're all Yankees over here, I assure you. Kyle, calm down. I'm nothing against you, Yanks. I mean, you're all... He said it again. What? Mr. Clarkson, I would love to have dinner with you some night, and it was a pleasure to meet you. Right. I see that I've overstayed my welcome with this one. (laughs) Yeah. Get going, city boy. (laughs) City boy, I'm sure you are not. (laughs) Evelyn is going to kind of take you and lead you towards the door. Thank you. Have a good day, ma'am. You too. And patience with him, please. He means well. He's just rough around the edges. I I kind of figured so. See you, Jeeves. If you'd only stop calling me that, it's not my name. (laughs) We take pride in our name over there. She waves you off. Good day. You get in the car with a very angry Trevor. Boy, that could have gone a little better on your part, Mr. Montgomery. On my part? Yes, it seems that both of you could learn a little manners. Mr. Clarkson, did you not hear what that behemoth of a man referred to us as when he walked in the door? Yes, I did. And I'm the one who needs manners. Sometimes... It's best to hold your tongue when you're not in your own household, sir. Hmm. Now, let's go back to my hotel room. You'll enjoy a fine meal for lunch. And I'll continue researching and perhaps we can go shooting. I would very much like that, yes. I have uh, quite the frustrations that out. Yes, nothing to calm the nerves like shooting a gun. That's my plan. Go back to the hotel room and... So yeah, I'll drive us back. Okay. You guys get back to the hotel. And you get up to James's room. And James, you... Before Trevor had come to pick you up, you had figured some more out on the two spells... It seemed that the German to English translation missed components needed to cast the spells. Um, Spells uh, for command, the components um, states to sing the phrase given, and I also need alcohol or die. And for the banish, uh, it says chant phrase given. I need an emerald and mercury. I'll yep. do it again as Mr. Clarkson. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking out of character, so. Yeah, so that's just what um, you had figured out. And you also figured out the name of another spell. Ooh. And it's Summon. You haven't figured out the rest of it yet, but you did get the name of it. That was interrupted so rudely. Okay, so you get into your hotel room, no issues. And what are you guys doing? Um, James is going to order lunch from the finest establishment. Well, it is about evening time, so it would probably ah, be dinner. dinner. Uh, so he would uh, change into his evening attire, something to go out in, and he would want to go to the finest establishment in town. Okay. Trevor, are you going with him or? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you guys get dressed and go to Theo's. A fine dining establishment. And you get there. It's pretty busy. However, Trevor, with his connections, ends up getting a table pretty quickly. You guys get sat down. What would you like to order, Mr. Clarkson? Um, let me see the menu and see what catches my fancy. Okay, a waiter brings you a menu and seems like it has pretty much anything. I'll take a good old surf and turf for me, boy. Right away. Um, uh, you know, I've never had an American steak before. Can I get the New York strip steak? How would you like that cooked, sir? Um, let's go medium. I guess it's cold. Yes, a little pink. Yes, precisely. It's exactly how I want it. And is there champagne in this restaurant? No, there is not, sir. Oh, I forgot you Yankees and Prohibition and all. Such a shame. Give us a nice sparkling cider. I'm gonna wink at the waiter. Understand, sir. And he turns around, leaves. A little bit. Time goes past, and he comes back with a bottle with no label. He pours you two glasses. This is your sparkling cider, sir. Uh, thank you. So I'm going to slip, as he's pulling the bottle back, I'm going to go in for a handshake and slip him a tin. Okay. He discreetly puts it in his pocket and walks off. <clears throat> now that we have our sparkling cider, <clears throat> I'd like to discuss something with you. Yes, of course. We need to uh, begin interviewing these children. I think we have just a man for that. Problem is, our man doesn't like children. Are you, are you talking about um, uh, 
Mr. Lyons. Mr. Yes, Dr. Lyons. Yes. <clears throat> so, we're going to have to do some convincing for the doc. And, uh, not quite sure how to go about that. Ooh, simply ask him. I can ask him. I could be quite persuasive, you know. I think that might be our best approach. Uh, uh, say, what time is it anyway? I'm going to look at my watch and pull out my pocket watch and take a look. It would be about 5 o'clock p.m. All right. Well, after dinner, how about we pop over to his place and we'll ask him. Precisely what I was thinking. Okay. A little bit of time goes by and you are presented your meals. They look and smell delicious. I will enjoy my meal. And when I'm done, I will uh, lay a 50 on the table, which I'm sure will cover everything. And tell the waiter, well... That should cover the bill, and any remainder goes to you, sir. Um, uh, we have pressing business elsewhere, and we must get going. He nods to you and says, Thank you. Good evening, gentlemen. Mm, same to you. We're going to head to Mr. Lyons. Okay. Fred, it is about... We'll say it is about 5.30... You get a knock on your door. Better not be darn kids. I want to walk up to the door and I'll open it up. Mr. Lyons. Ah, yes. Dr. Lyons. Nice to meet you. My name is James Clarkson. Fred. Fred Lyons. Yes, I I, um, looked you up, as it were. Mm, I don't know how to take that exactly. Parapsychologist, no? Yes. Yes. Here, okay. uh, why don't you both come in? Right. No, I'll let him in. Okay. James, roll me a spot. Uh, that is nine under 25. Okay, as you're walking in, you kind of glance into the kitchen and you see part of <laughs> Fred's suspect wall. But what look to you would be, it'd be part of a map with you need me to describe yeah, it? Yeah, please. So basically, it's got the different locations that we've been to in the past. I mean, minus you, of course. But it's got, like, either it'll have, like, a drawing of something there or and some writing. And then it's also got, depending on if we've been to two areas that are connected in some way or two scenarios that have been connected, there'll be a string that kind of connects the two together so it kind of looks like a murder suspect wall but it's more like events or places interesting um uh, before we get started doctor may i ask what is that in your kitchen oh that's some of the cases i've been on recently it's kind of my way of trying to connect it together or just weird oddities of one thing or another. Hmm. Mind if I take a look? Yeah, you can try and... If you can decipher something, not that it's really in any type of code, but... I mean, there might be some type of... coincidence to some of it. Hmm. Maybe. Um, I'm going to take a look, and is there any kind of check I can make on it? Like, on some of the depictions, or 
descriptions he has? You can roll. We'll say a hard intelligence. Roll. Hard intelligence. And that's half my intelligence. Yeah, sorry. All right. Yeah. Uh, that is 31 under 40. So that's not half of your intelligence. Or is 40 half? 40 of is half. Oh, okay. He's so yeah, you get it. Smart. You got it. You're studying this, and the only thing that seems to connect would be the voice. The voice? Uh, oh, that we heard. Yes. Okay. Right, that's um, it's fascinating about the voice. Um, in either way, sorry, um, we have a, a request of you. Seeing that you're a parapsychologist, maybe you could help us. Yeah, what do you what do you need? Well, some people have been seeing a creature, a winged beast with horns, and it seems it is bothering children the most. Of course it is. And um, I was wondering if uh, you would be interested in interviewing these children to find out if they're telling the truth or if they're hiding anything from them. Knowing children, it's probably always lies. Uh, some adults have also seen them, and I have seen this creature myself, you see. And it'd be much appreciated of you, Doctor, if you did. We're going to try to roll a persuade. Okay. I roll a psychology. Yes. It's 69 under 70. Uh, I have a 43 under 53. Okay, so his number is lower. So you're trying to persuade him, but Fred just really hates children. Hates a strong word. <laughs> Listen, Fred, I'll give you $500. I mean, I'll do it. I just won't like it. Good. Well, in the grants, then. Money fixes everything. It seems so. Right, Fred. When should we start? Whenever. I mean, they're probably going to be monsters. Or likely harmful, depending on the situation. So it sounds like a nightmare, what you're going to send me through. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Children aren't that evil. I mean, gee. They can be. A little exaggeration on your part, I believe. They're just children. I mean, there's no reason to be, you know... The children are likely harmful. How are they likely? They're children. I have known them to be monsters themselves. Who exactly was a monster? I hear. I heard things in school. So you're taking your experience as a child into account? No, I'm talking about in my college years. Oh. When getting my PhD. Well, I'm... You're still a little salty about the twins, aren't you? I'm always salty. <laughs> All right, well, I suppose we could get started tomorrow on the interviews. Um, Sounds fine. I'll call the father and get everything sorted. You're what, the father? 
Call the father. Oh, sounds like you said kill him. I, I thought he said kill. <laughs> I'll kill the father. No. Well, heavens, that's there's no murder. need to do that. <laughs> so we're going to head on out. I'll call the father at my house. The bother? The father. The father. You really need to learn on your English. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As Trevor and James step outside, I need you both to roll me a spot. Fred, would you be looking out the door? Yeah, I'll look out. As long as it's not like a full moon, yeah. Okay, then roll me a spot as well. That's 52 over 25. That is 12 out of 66. That is a 1%. Whoa. Whoa. He sees children from five blocks away. (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) Okay, so James, you missed this, but Trevor and especially Fred... Trevor, you see something large flying in the air about a a few blocks away, but you can see it flying in the air. Fred, with your 1%, you see a horned beast. Am I quick enough to get my camera and possibly take a picture? Roll. Uh... So, yes, roll me a luck. Darn, I missed it by four. I got 64 out of 60. Uh, So, that is what you see. You try to run to grab your camera and get back. But it is gone by the time you see it. Darn it. And that's where we're going to end the episode today. All right, that's the end of the episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next week. Hey, everybody. This is your Mythos Master, Ariel. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a review and share it with a friend. You can come chat with us on our Discord or check out our Twitter. Links are in the show notes below. Next episode airs next Saturday. Keep your percentiles low and your sanity high. What up to Night City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Long gone are the days where people sing about West Virginia as almost heaven. After nuclear war and disease, it's far from heaven now. Far from Heaven, a Fallout 76 story podcast, is a tale of survival, conflict and hope set in the Fallout 76 game world. Join our survivors on their journey to reach that almost heaven once more. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon and many other great podcasts and apps. Far from Heaven. Fallout 76 story, available now.